this morning, would you turn to Matthew chapter 21? Without any further ado, Matthew chapter 21, starting with verse 1, we read about this triumphal entry of Jesus. Matthew 21, verse 1, it says, Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage in the Mount, uh, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, and they put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Would you pray with me this morning? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. And Lord, today we come to you uh, as a people who are thankful for the grace that comes from you and you alone. Father, today we thank you for the gospel that is able to be preached today. Even though we can't come together because of this pandemic, Lord, we can come together and still read your word. And Lord, you have mobilized us as the church to go forth. May we be a people who truly worship you, that Lord, our hosannas are from our heart and they have a true ring to them. That, Lord, we're not just saying Hosanna just because everyone else is. Lord, we say Hosanna because we understand that you reign supreme. And we ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. You know, guys, as you're looking here this morning in this passage of Scripture, uh, kind of what I wanted to take away as we get started into uh, this, this passage, it's, it's just a few verses there, 11 verses, and, and, and I encourage you to go back and to read it again once, once we uh, part here. But the thing is, is I think maybe we miss this sometimes. And a point that I think that we often miss when we're reading the story of the triumphal entry of Jesus is in the first three verses, um, you see where Jesus gives a directive to his disciples. He gives them something to do. And, and if you look there, of course, in verse 6 and 7, it says that the disciples did that. There were two that he chose, and, and he sent them out to go and to do this job. And, and to, something we need to take away from this this morning, church, and, and I want us to be mindful of this, is that the disciples were obedient to the will of God. And I think that this could be a blanket covering statement for all of us today. Disciples are obedient to the will of God. And so we're called to obedience today. You and I are to be people who are obedient, and, and we're doing so much, um, I think, church work sometimes. We forget, are we actually being obedient to God, or are we just busy? 
Are we just doing things just because that's what you do? But the disciples here, uh, the two that were chosen, they could have easily said, no, we don't want to do this. This is a weird task, Lord. You're telling us to go and to get some animals and to have them sent and not pay for them. Just tell them that the Lord needs them and it's going to happen. But you know, sometimes when we're in the ministry, we understand that the Lord calls us to do things that may not be exactly what we think are, are, are the way to do things. But God's will is supreme here, and we understand that disciples are obedient to the will of God. And this doesn't matter if we're going through a pandemic or not. You and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, are called to be obedient today. And the reason is simply because obedience is an act of worship. Yeah, put that somewhere. Write that down. Because <laughs> I think a lot of times we think worship is just coming to church and the sound system's good and everything's working fine and we're just singing praises and, and we're, maybe we're a music person and we like tunes. It's easy to worship God in those type of situations. But, but church, this morning what I want you to understand is that obedience is an act of worship. And sometimes obedience is not easy. Sometimes obedience is doing things that, that maybe we don't care to do. Maybe it wouldn't be the way we would do it, but here's the thing. God loves people who are obedient to his will. He's calling us to that today. He wants us to be that. It can be easy uh, during this time of turmoil for you and I to become lazy and complacent in the advancement of the gospel. We could become super lazy right now, and, and, and maybe it's even happening, and we're trying to you know, encourage people within the church to, to tune into these times, to be a part of these times. We, we want people not to, to become lazy and complacent. There may be people today who are just sleeping in, and they say, well, we'll catch it later, and that's fine, but, but here's the thing. We never, ever need to stop from preaching the gospel of Jesus wherever we go. Whether this church is meeting as a big group or not, your job as a believer today is to be obedient to the will of God. It is your act of service to God. It is your act of worship to God to go out and to be obedient. Isn't, I don't know that we could be any other way. If we're not obedient to God, then who are we obedient to? We're just doing what we want to do, and so now we're back at square one. Because the, the fact of the matter is, is that when you come to Jesus, you... Lay it all down, and he becomes your Lord. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way I strive for my life to be. That's, that's where I hope you're striving for your life to be, is that, that God is supreme ruler in your life, that he is, he is what you need in your life today. And these disciples, you know, they're, they're going into the city. There's a million things that they could have done, and Jesus says, I want you to go get these animals. And guess what? They did it. Verses 7 and 8, or 6 and 7 there, we read where it says they went and they did this. They didn't go with a check or with money. They just went and told this guy, hey, the Lord needs these. And it happens. Now, I'll tell you, sometimes there have been points in my life, in my ministry, where the Lord directed me in an area, and it didn't make sense to me, but I went and then he was glorified. I can remember one time in, in the jungles of Honduras, we, we pulled up to the river in our truck that we were riding in, and understand we're probably 12 miles from any amount of civilization by driving and all of this. But we pulled the truck off to the side of the river and it dies and we could not get it restarted. Now, Honduras is not known for having, especially this part of Honduras, uh, they don't have a lot of opportunities to, to call in, you know, AAA or someone like that to come and fix your vehicle or to give you a jump. They don't have that. 
But I remember our, our, our missionary guy, Marlon, he said, well, we'll just pray about it. And I thought, man, that doesn't even make sense. We'll just pray about it. That battery is still going to be dead when we get back. So we went down the river for a week of missions on the Patuka River. Blessed time. People came to the Lord. We were able to help folks. And we came back that, uh, the end of that week, and they go up there, stick the key in the ignition, and the thing fires off. I tell you that story because I think sometimes God's will is just bigger than ours. And we need to not worry about what we think is right. We need to worry about what God thinks is right. And these disciples were obedient and they were worshiping Christ in the way that they should because they were obedient to his request. He said, I think you guys hear me here. (laughs) So go, go and do this. Go and get these these beasts of burden and I want you to bring them back. And, And they did. It's very different than a lot of people that come to, to worship Jesus. They, they think that coming to Christ is something in which they're going to, you know, they're going to get something out of it. And guys, understand, we do get something out of it. It's called eternal life. But the reason we come to Christ is because we want to see him glorified. And the reason that you and I today can be people who go to Christ and are obedient to him, the reason we can do that is because we understand this point. If you're keeping notes this morning, disciples are obedient. To the will of God. That's the first point. Second point. God reigns supreme. You guys know this story. You've probably been hearing it since you were a young child. At least once a year you will hear this story in, in most churches across the United States of America anyways. And now on Palm Sunday we talk about everyone's just praising Jesus. And we kind of just have this picture that everybody was just right where they needed to be. But the truth of the matter is, is a lot of them didn't really believe that God was who he is. God reigns supreme. A lot of them didn't believe that because you see here in a few verses, a few chapters where the people's praise turned into something very different, something very negative against Christ. God reigns supreme. When you're looking there in verses four through five, it says that uh, this entry was, was planned by God. I want you guys to hear this this morning. The, the donkeys and the, and the colt, the foal, uh, all of that was planned by God way before. Jesus entering into Jerusalem to, to ride that donkey down through the streets of Jerusalem, that was planned long before. The disciples being called to action to go and to be obedient and to go to get these animals, that was, that was put into action long before. In church this morning, Going through this time of pandemic, and hear me out right now, if you hear nothing else today, would you, for just a moment, contemplate the fact that God reigns supreme. The entry into Jerusalem was something planned by God, and it was foretold through men centuries before. And so what I get from this was I'm looking into this story, and I'm thinking about it all week. Uh, Write this down. Don't ever think the will of God is last minute or poorly planned. Don't ever for a minute think that the will of God is something that's last minute or poorly planned. You see, guys, God has, he he knew that all of this was going to be going on in our world today. And honestly, when I think about Purim FBC and all the growth that we've had over the last several years, how people have been mobilized within our community, this is just an opportunity for us to shine and to really give glory to God. 
that through these dark times that we're not just here to be a church that just fills the pews and pays the bills and all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing that what we're seeing. We are now as a church called to action because we have been, we've been raised up for this. We have been placed here for such a time as this that you as the church of God, you are called to go into the world and to be the light to the world. And I wish right now I could hear amens because I, I, this, is, this is important. I wish that, that we as, as the church of God would understand the importance of being obedient, the importance of going out into the world because God is supreme. His will is not cheap. It's not thought of just for a minute. It's not a last minute thing. It's, it's, it's true. And Jesus rode in on this beast of burden. He rode in on a, on a poor man's ride. He rode in on a borrowed vehicle. But Jesus came in peace. And in this story, we see maybe not the way that we wanted Jesus to, to, to end the suffering of the Jews or to end the suffering of mankind. Because this week, church, we go into a time in which we remember the great suffering of Jesus Christ. We go into a time where we remember that, that, that the very blood of the, the lamb was slain for your sin and for my sin. That the very blood that, that, that we talk about and, and maybe sometimes we lose the power in it. That you know we, we need to be washed in the blood of the lamb. Church, it took that. And Jesus was obedient and even to the will of his father as he entered into Jerusalem. And he had these people who, who came with him, his disciples, and they were obedient. And he, he rides this, this animal, this beast of burden into the city. And as he's riding it, these people are praising and worshiping him. But guys, his heart had to break because he knew that some of those voices in the crowd who were loving him in the moment would just in a few days cry, crucify him. Church, let us not be one of those in the crowd today. As we sing Hosanna to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, let us say it in, in the right manner. Let us be obedient in our, in our hearts. Let us, let us have this faith in God that we understand that he reigns supreme. And so we're going to, we're going to do whatever he puts in front of us. We're going to truck through anything that comes our way because he is king of kings and lord of lords. He is the, the salvation that all people need. He is the, the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life in church today as we are coming here even if we're in our homes. But, but the thing is, the Lord has given us this opportunity to hear these words, not Daniel's words, not, not our church's words, but the words of God. The very fact of the matter is, is that we need Christ in our life, and we need to worship him in the right manner. And we're called to obedience. We're called to understand who he is today. And even today, your, your faith may be faltering with, with the bad news that's, that's hitting our, our culture, our, our society. You, you may be kind of thinking, man, I, I just don't know how this is going to turn out good. I, I hear a lot of people have been contacting me lately asking me if this is the end of time. My answer is, I hope so. I, I hope that this is the end of time. I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go. My, my, my heart is, is where it needs to be. But, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and throw out, you know, uh, 
you know, theories or, or things that the world's been saying or videos that you might watch on YouTube or something like that. Here's what I want you to understand. It's the important point. Are we in the end of times? I hope so. But even if we are or we're not, it doesn't matter. Who is your Savior? When you come to church, when you come to places like this, when you worship God, is your heart really where it needs to be? Are you a disciple who's obedient to the will of God? Are you a disciple who, who understands and lives a life in which you, uh, you believe that God reigns supreme and that his will is, is the perfect thing? Now, as you're looking here, guys, and I want you to understand that the triumphal entry of Christ is, is maybe not the, what we would have planned. The, the Jews at the time, they, they hoped that Jesus was coming in to take over society, that he was coming in to, to get rid of the Romans. But you understand, as you see the story here, that Jesus doesn't come in on a white horse. Now, one day he will come in on a white horse, and everything will be ended and made right. But at this moment, Jesus comes into the city and he's coming as the king of peace he comes into the city in peace to bring peace and this triumphal entry of christ is not maybe the triumphal entry that some people wanted it was a triumph of 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 humility over pride it was a triumph of poverty over affluence it was a triumph of gentleness over rage, Jesus came in peace. In my heart, this time of year, it, it always hits me hard, and I think it should as a believer in Jesus, that, that Holy Week is, is something that we should contemplate and think about and remember that the blood of Jesus Christ was not shed cheaply. Just as this plan of, of animals being made ready for the for the king to walk through the gates that day in Jerusalem. Just as that plan had been set out and set in motion way before even mankind existed. The blood of Jesus for your sins and my sins was something that was, that was planned way in advance. And church, never think that the will of God is ill-planned or last minute. The will of God was planned for us so that we could have eternal life, that we could live a life of, of ease, not just here, but guys, catch it. We have eternal life to look forward to. And, and again, that question comes to mind, is, is this the end of times? Is this the plague that ends it? I, I hear preachers even, I, I have preacher friends who said, well, they, they had heard recently that, that there's a call for a one world money unit. And it's freaking them smooth out. But church, I want to tell you something. If that's happening, that just means that the coming of Christ is near. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about it. Because our God is in control. Our God reigns supreme. And we're not called to worry during this time. We're just called to be faithful and obedient disciples. Does everybody hear that? Does everybody hear that? I wish you'd just go outside now and just say, I hear it. <laughs> I hear it today. I hear the fact that, that the Lord doesn't just want me to be someone who sets in on a Facebook Live, but, but rather He wants me to be someone who, who is obedient to His will because I understand that His will is supreme, that He is all-powerful. In church today, we're called to be active. We're not called to be lazy and complacent. Today, church, I implore you to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever you go, wherever you go. 
Today we do sing Hosanna. That word Hosanna, it's, it's a beautiful word, isn't it? When I, when I think about the word Hosanna, it, 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 it's as a kid, I just remember it kind of meaning something like a praise word, you know? Uh, we would sing it in some of our kids' songs in children's church. But, but here, Hosanna, when you really look at what the word originally meant, what the, the people, the early Jews when they were in Hebrew, what they really meant when they said Hosanna, it actually just meant save now. It was literally, literally a, craw, a cry out to a king or, or a, maybe a conquering power. They would sing Hosanna, meaning save now. And I have no doubt that some people in the crowd that day, that they were, they were singing save now. They were looking to Jesus as Messiah, but the majority of the crowd, when, they, when Jesus come through, they weren't saying, save now. They were using the more modern uh, meaning behind the word Hosanna, which was more just like a blessing or a, an honor type thing. There's a big difference there in how you say those, that word. If, it, does Hosanna to you mean, God save me, or does it just mean, hey, this is really cool? This is neat. There's a lot of other people singing Hosanna. I guess I'll sing it too. Have you ever been to, and, and this is one thing I miss about this whole pandemic thing. I miss going to live music, live concerts. Uh, we like to go, and you know, I've, I've seen some pretty big bands and some cool folks over the years, but, but I think about, you know, if you go to the Canes Ballroom or to maybe to some, uh, some giant uh, pavilion or something where they're having a, a concert, how you can look around and there will be people who have never heard the band before, maybe don't even know who they are, but they'll have their hands up and they'll be woo-wooing. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be praising those folks. And they don't even know who they are. But church, I want to tell you something today. We're not called to give cheap praise to God. We're, we're called to cry out from our hearts. We're called to, to be believers in Jesus who who are obedient to the will of God because we understand that His will is supreme. Isn't God good this morning? And I, and I, I come here this morning and this place is empty and my heart hurts. And honestly, I kind of dealt with it a little bit this morning. It was kind of like I was overwhelmed because I'm like, normally this is a, this is a house of worship. But church, I, I, I don't understand the, the entirety of what's going on in our world. And the, and, and, but here's what I can understand during this time. That even though my people, my, my church folk, my family, those that I love, even though they're sitting at home today or, 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 or doing something, maybe they're on a front porch uh, worshiping God with their families today, that even though that is the, the truth here today, we, we don't need to question whether we're going to be all right or not. Because here's the thing, we will be. We will be okay. Because our God does reign supreme. And so our call today is just to be obedient to the will of God. And may the, the cries of our hearts, <laughs> hear me out here, may our Hosanna be the true God save us. And not just the passing, man that's cool, this is neat, this is exciting. Let us be a people who are truly worshiping God for the right reason. Let us not be people who, who worship God one moment and then just a little bit later we're saying crucify him because that's exactly what the majority of the crowd did to Jesus. They had a cheap worship of him and I guarantee you they would not have been obedient enough to go and to get him a couple animals to ride in on. They wouldn't have listened to his, his words because it wouldn't have made sense to them. And they really didn't believe that God reigns supreme. But today, we can. 
Today we can know that, that God is, is good in all of his ways, that, that God is his perfect in everything. And just to kind of wrap up today, Ephesians chapter 3, guys, I, I want to I leave us with a prayer. And, and Paul, when he's writing uh, to the church in Ephesus, he goes into great detail talking about how people are saved, that it's grace through faith. That's it. It's grace through faith that we're saved. And then he explains this idea of the mystery of Jesus and who Jesus is. But there in the latter part of verse 3, God, just listen to these beautiful words. Starting with verse 14, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, because the gospel is good, because Jesus is that great mystery revealed. Because of this, he says, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. Church, my prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit would just grab you and just fill you so full that wherever you go this week, that people will be able to see the glory of God. Our message is not weak. We are not defeated. We, this, this virus is nothing compared to the, the power of God. Just because we're separated now doesn't mean that God is not all-powerful. And, and his prayer for these folks was because the gospel is real, because the gospel is powerful, because the gospel is true, I pray for you that you would be empowered by the Holy Spirit to advance the gospel. Guys, let's be like those two disciples who were obedient to the call of Jesus who understood that God's way is supreme. And we don't have to do this on our own, even though we may be separated now for a little bit, for a little while. Understand you're never alone because the Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to comfort you, to empower you. And that's what he prays for, that, that, that this would happen Verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted... Underline that, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Man, that's, that's a good prayer, isn't it? That we may understand who God is. And I think you've got to understand this. That, that, that as, as, we're, as, we're, as we're following the, the will of God today, understand this. That his goodness and grace for you today is, is, is beyond compare. His, and he, when he's saying here that you may know the, the, the dimensions of God, he's not saying that we can know these actual numbers. He's just saying understand how big that God is. And that the Holy Spirit empowers you. And that the message of the gospel, of what Jesus did on the cross, is the truth. The Trinity mentioned right there in that passage of Scripture. Verse 20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. My 
my prayer for you today, church, is that you would be empowered. Don't, don't, don't just sit and being, uh, being someone who's just kind of uh, just letting things happen now. No, be, be proactive. Advance the gospel wherever you go. And be obedient to the God whose way is supreme. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we have. Your words that we, we have turned to today are, are, are what we need. And God, I pray that we're not just a group of people who just sing Hosanna because everybody else does it and that's what we do. But Lord, we sing Hosanna from our hearts because we are obedient to your will and we understand that your way is supreme. Father, I just pray for these folks today that you would empower them to the power of the Holy Spirit to go and to advance the gospel wherever they go. And if there be anyone here today listening to these words, Father, I believe your Holy Spirit has already spoken to their heart. Their ears have been touched. Lord, would you help us to understand that we're not saved by anything but, but grace through faith. Lord, the, the word teaches us that, that sin kills, that we've all sinned, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And today, Lord, if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. Lord, if there has been anyone who's prayed that prayer, Father, move in them to tell someone. Move in them to, to, to spread the good news. Lord, we thank you today. Hosanna to the King of Kings. Hosanna to you, Lord. Save us. Save us, God. Lord, may we be obedient to your word each and every day in your most holy name. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm.